name is DJ Bongo Boy. My name is MC Zirconium. Welcome to an edition of Project Moonbase entitled... Cross Talk. Hmm. That's uh, Cross Talk. Not Angry Talk, just Cross Talk. Yes. No, nobody's angry. Everyone's okay. Everyone can be heard simultaneously as <laughs> they, they interfere with each other and talk across each other. That's right. It's been a while since we had a little catch-up and uh, bring you some of our latest discoveries or arrivals here at the moon. Every track on the show this week is either a new release or a track that was new to us, at least. We have a delightful selection for you, we'd like to think. In amongst all of that, though, of course, we do have MC Zirconium and his unnecessary news. That's right. This week is brewed from a traditional 19th century recipe. Taste the oldness. <laughs> Includes many ingredients which are in fact illegal. <laughs> which is why we can't tell you what they are. They have splendid new release from our friends in Belgium. The best thing about Belgium. <laughs> Possibly the best thing about Belgium. This of course is the left arm of Buddha, who in February 2014 released a 7-inch single, no less. Oh man. Uh, which you can also download if you wish for a mere $5. We'll give you some information about how you to get... You can download a 7-inch. <laughs> How is that possible? It's amazing what they can do with the internet You do now. need a 3D printer. <laughs> <laughs> you do need your own vinyl printing factory. Oh, that's right. Oh, well. So it's an EP, basically. There's an A-side and two tracks on the B-side. We're going to play the primary track, title track. This is the Left Arm of Buddha with The Monkey's Affair. With a track called Monkey's Affair, which is uh, still available as a 7-inch vinyl. It is, if you, yes. If you wish to have it. Mm. And if you go to projectmoonbase.com, you will find a link to where you can get that. And it's jolly nice to feature someone doing, or a group that is still alive. <laughs> <laughs> that in itself is good. I may have spoken too soon before when I said it was the best thing about Belgium. We also have some excellent beers. I like their double fried uh, frites as well. Double fried? Double what? deep fried chips. Oh. Beef. You don't have With some mayonnaise. Oh, fuck. 
<laughs> You've gone too far. <laughs> cool. I can't go that far with you. But uh, a very exuberant track, wasn't it? Mm. A bit of modern exotic. It was, yes. And they used real monkeys. Well, they sounded like real monkeys. Drunk monkeys. <laughs> I they had to say it. Maybe they'd made up some special monkey cocktails. I'd like to know if any monkeys were harmed in the making of that. Please uh, do. In the monkeys affair. Does it sound <laughs> like they might have been liquidising monkeys freely during the course of that? <laughs> Much terrible thought. Horrible. The other two tracks on the EP are Arabian Calypso and Coco Serenade. They all sound like cocktails. They do, actually. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's what they are. That's the effect of drinking a monkeys affair. Rather delightfully, we received a gift... A gift? From a gentleman from Cologne, that's in Germany. No. <laughs> from a gentleman called Mark Fabian Erdl. And that's about all we know, really. We got this gift via Amazon with a little message saying, enjoy your gift. <laughs> He's not giving much away, is he? <laughs> not really, He's giving no. gifts away, but um, not much detail. Very kindly sent us a couple of things I've had my own, actually, for a while. There's this uh, double album called Electric Eden, put together by Rob Young, who writes for The Wire magazine and wrote a book of the same title, I think, which essentially outlines the history of British folk music going through its kind of 60s revival and then moving into a sort of electric phase. So there's one CD of acoustic traditional music and then an album of electric music. And also a copy of uh, Johnny Trunk compilation I didn't have, one of the few albums (laughs) of Trunk Records not presently in the archive, which is Refined Lard. Delicious. Mmm. One of our favourites. It's a lovely dessert. It is. You put some hundreds and thousands sprinkled (laughs) on top of it. What a lovely idea. Mm. You can maybe freeze it and stick it on an ice lolly as well. Yeah. Thank you very much, Mark, Fabian, Erdl, for this wonderful gift. Yes, thank you. Not quite sure what we've done to deserve it, but... Uh, Years of broadcasting yeah. service. <laughs> clearly, clearly. We're going to play a track from the Refined Lard Collection, which is the opening theme music for a very strange 1960 black-and-white TV series called The Strange World of Gurney Slade, written by one of the great TV soundtrack composers, none other than Max Harris. And we'd like to dedicate this to Mark Fabian Erdl.
that was Gurney Slade from the legend that is Max Harris. Very earwormish. Yes. I didn't realise that it was from Gurney Slade because I remembered it from Vision On, the children's TV show from the 70s. Mm. Give him away my age there. <laughs> I'm sure that it was repeated. It must have been. Must have been repeated. Yes, yeah, in the 90s. Clock sequence. I do definitely remember yes. that piece of music. Mm. So, And right. not from the obscure Gurney Slade, which I think no. existed and then winked out of existence I think and they only reappeared on DVD that's right. many they years only, later. They only aired six episodes and then it vanished without a trace, never to be repeated. Now, that's currently available on an album called Refined Lard, mm. which, as we've discussed, is a delicious snack. <laughs> If you have any refined lard recipes, Dennis, then please feel free to send them in. Well, what do you need recipes for? You just take refined lard. You can just eat it. Just eat it as <laughs> just it take is. Take a spoon it's to refined. it. Refined. Right. How fancy do you need to be? Sophisticated. Lard. You just put your little pinky up. Oh, you get a tiny little spoon. Yes. <laughs> Off you go. Delicious. I recommend it. You're listening to Project Moonbase, a weekly show. That's right. If you would like to be the first person to know when the next show is out, we would recommend to follow us on Twitter. Twitter.com slash Project Moonbase. We, we do tweet as soon as you can download it or listen to it. And, of course, we also tweet out other things that take our fancy during the week. And if anything takes your fancy that you think we might enjoy up here on the moon, please let us know through Twitter and we'll attempt to respond. If you want to find out even more detail, though, about the show, we would recommend a visit to our website. Yes, head on over to projectmoonbase.com. You'll find everything you need to know about the show and how to contact us. You'll see a list of all the tracks we play and links to where you can find them on Amazon and iTunes. And while you're on iTunes, please subscribe, review and click five stars. It helps other people find out about the show and it helps keep me from the pit of despair. <laughs> Project Moonbase is supported by you, dear listener. So if you're thinking of making a purchase on Amazon, you could help us out immensely by going to projectmoonbase.com and going to the top right-hand corner of the page where you'll find an Amazon affiliate button. If you click that and make your purchase on Amazon, it won't cost you anything. It's entirely anonymous and it keeps us in monkey cocktails. Thanks to everybody for listening and recommending us to your friends and family and co-workers and people you hate. If you enjoy the show, you can make a tiny but perfectly formed monthly donation if you are consumed with sin. <laughs> if you have looked at your mother sideways and it is weighing on your conscience as it should, make a tiny donation and your soul will be expunged. Mm, cleansed. Spun it'll be given a, a tiny sponge bath by the moon pope. That's me. There we go. <laughs> Now we are going to play a track from a brand new collection put together by Soul Jazz Records of library music from some of the best library music labels out there. Now we're talking here about, of course, the great KPM, but also DeWolf, Conroy and Phonic. And the title is Detective Themes, Spy Music and Imaginary Thrillers. Mm. It's a 24-track collection. It's rather splendid. Many of these tracks have never been released before since they first came out on the various library labels. Rather delightful, the two physical versions of this release, which are either a kind of box CD set or a double vinyl album, both come with uh, what they're describing as a graphic novel. There's some little examples of on the uh, Soul Jazz Records website. So we're going to play a couple of tracks from this sensational new album, primarily because it's so crammed full of great library music tunes. We're going to start by playing the opening track, actually, which is by Peter Reno and Barry. Stoller, it's a tune of theirs called Sparks.
Peter Reno and Barry Stoller there with Sparks. Crime-ridden sound, isn't yeah, it? crime-ridden. Let's do yeah. some crimes. Yes. From the album Inner City Beat, Detective Themes, Spy Music and Imaginary Thrillers. Mm, highly recommended. We'll have another track from that at the end of the show and we'll certainly be dipping into it, I think, over the coming weeks. And we always say that and then never come back to it. Yeah, we'll come back to it in maybe about four years. <laughs> Keep listening. Okay, that's why we need particularly loyal listeners. Yes. <laughs> Very, very patient. It's a matter of commitment. Yeah, I know you think that all the listeners are taking notes. I'm like, oh, we played a track from that album three years ago. Because I know you hate to play a track more than once. Yes. Ever. <laughs> listeners may not know that the reason DJ Bongobo likes to get CDs is he likes to play the album and go, oh, that's really good. And then take a hammer and smash it, smash it, smash it. Never to be heard again. Yeah. And no one else can hear it either. No, no, no. <laughs> Actually, what he does is he grinds it up and he puts it in with my gruel. (laughs) Don't deny it. (laughs) You've obviously seen me behind the kitchen. I can taste it. (laughs) It's good for you. Glass. Mm, Perspex. We should be returning shortly, dear listener, with some more new releases and acquisitions. But first, it's time to wind up the clock of unnecessary news. first Neolithic long barrow to be built in the UK for 5,000 years. This is a burial chamber at All Cannings near Devizes in Wiltshire. The barrow will contain niches housing urns of cremated ashes and is set to be finished later this year. Developer Tim Daw, who owns the farm on which it is being built, is absolutely thrilled with its progress. It's turning out much better than I could have possibly imagined, he said. The stonemason came up with the idea of how to build it and insisted on doing it the proper way. It was originally going to be built out of concrete. <laughs> which doesn't seem right, but the, uh, the stonemason said, no, real traditional materials and methods. And that's paying off in uh, spades. I've seen pictures of it. You can see, if you follow the link mm. on projectmoonbase.com, you'll see links to all these stories. You can see many pictures of it. It looks quite impressive. I like the idea. Mr. Daw said uh, he was walking around a farm one winter's morning and it was very misty and quiet. The sun was rising and I thought, I wouldn't mind spending an eternity here. And then he thought, I could put a long barrow here. What a strange man he is. (laughs) When the barrow is complete, people will be able to pay to have their ashes in urns stored within the chambers inside the mound. Some niches have already been sold as an alternative to a crematorium. People have bought niches before... They even broke ground, apparently. Someone from California has bought a niche, and she's very welcome. (laughs) Is it me, or is that just dripping with a kind of threat? (laughs) Just a little. Stonemason Geraint Davis said, I'm trying to build it in the way Neolithic people could have done it in their time. If they had, uh, you know, JCBs and concrete. (laughs) No, no. He's trying to do it in the absolute, you know, just with stones and gravel and whatever, and whatever they would have had back then. I don't know. I have no idea what they had in the Neolithic... Jaw bones. Obviously, they're just dressed in, in furs. Yeah. <laughs> it's strange, really. We haven't built a long barrow for 5,000 years, he said. But about six weeks ago, we had another inquiry for one. <laughs> they want a burial chamber built in central London to hold some art. Mm. Then he said, they're like London buses. You don't get one for 5,000 years, and then suddenly two come along at once. <laughs> Very true. I thought they were just bones. Didn't they just use a book bones in these kinds of things? That's why I thought, yeah. Like an ossuary. That's right, yeah. Well, maybe when I pop off, let me get like a hill for, an Iron Age hill fort put together. Good idea. Right, let's get on that right away. Uh, get, get how are you feeling? <laughs> uh, a tree in Taiwan has attracted the attention of locals and tourists with its unique appearance. People stopped to take pictures of the Madagascar almond tree, which is located in the outskirts of Taitung. 
The tree has a penis-shaped branch coming out of it. <laughs> the branch stands about two metres above the ground. The local people said that the tree was once normal, just like every other tree. But a branch broke in high winds in a recent typhoon. As the tree grew back, it got its new look and became very manly. <laughs> Muzzletoff, it's a boy! <laughs> the people come and stop. It's on the, by the side of the road and they just take pictures of it. People are balmy, aren't they? They are a bit, yeah. But the tree's quite embarrassed, really. But it is. Well, I don't know. It's quite well endowed. It's quite, <laughs> it's quite girthy. You can see that if you go to Project We Miss as well. There's a link to, uh, mm. yeah. CNN's Don Lemon, don't know who that is, but he's on CNN, asked, is it preposterous to think a black hole caused Flight 370 to go missing? <laughs> CNN's Don Lemon has been entertaining all sorts of theories about the missing Malaysian airline Flight 370, including the chance something supernatural happened. But recently, he asked, he asked panellists about the possibility of a black hole. Lemon brought this up along with other conspiracy theories people have been floating around on Twitter, including people noting the eerie parallels to Lost and Twilight Zone. Yes. Well, that is proof of the supernatural, isn't it? <laughs> it's a bit like, t I saw something on the telly. This plane disappeared. Let's put two and two together. It's what? It's to do with the pilot of a TV show. Is that what you're trying to say? Is Rod Serling involved? He might be. From beyond the grave. <laughs> J'accuse. So are we saying maybe it's the people at CERN are responsible? Probably. <laughs> Mary Shivo, a former Inspector General for the US Department of Transportation, said a small black hole would suck our entire universe out of existence, so we know it's not that. <laughs> you have been used. Cadaverine. Thank you, Mrs. Canium. Thank you, sir. For that uh, cosmological uh, selection of news stories. There'll be more later on in the show. Now, I found out this week that a West Virginia label called Crash Symbols have just released a 33-track compilation of uh, some of their favourite music, including a track from one of our favourite contemporary acts uh, from Calgary, Canada, that is, Monroeville Music Centre. Hooray! They're alive! They are. We haven't heard from them for a wee while, so I thought I would play uh, the track from this album. It has a slightly different vibe to it.
That was the futuristic sound of the Monroeville Music Centre striding personfully into the future with their track Moonball from a compilation album called Touched by an Angel, which is a 33-track album which you can name your price on if you wish. Yes. And that could be zero, but we would encourage you to give them at least something. Be generous. (laughs) Be generous. Think of the children. Think of those children. Yes, wonderful stuff. I hope that's the first track of a, a new uh, set of releases from Monroeville Music Centre. He's released here, has his own uh, Bandcamp page with a few uh, releases on there, but to be nice, he has some more new stuff from him. We have another new release now. This is an artist, again, we haven't featured for a while. This is an Austrian dub chip specialist, Disrupt, who I think is certainly involved in running the Jatari record label, which releases stuff both in, in as downloads and in rather nice uh, 12-inch or 7-inch form if you like your vinyl. This is a collection of uh, nine tracks which I think um, have been used when Disrupt plays live. I think he uses these little miniatures as sort of intervals. All made on a Nintendo Game Boy and then filtered through a, a customised Korg Monotron delay system. You're taking notes. Oh, hello. <laughs> and mixed to cassette. He mixes these onto cassette <laughs> just for that extra je ne sais quoi. Mm, muffly. Yes. So this is a rather delightful little EP which you can get. If you go to projectmoonbase.com you'll uh, find a link to purchase this particular item. We're going to play a track from the EP entitled Pueblo Ridim.
That was the spooky sound of Lazare Bachet there with La Danse du Cristal from Instruments Non Electronique, mm. which sounds like it was recorded on the moon. <laughs> yes. Down a well on the moon. That's right. But uh, it wasn't. <laughs> might have been recorded somewhere else. I don't know, for all I know. It might have been recorded on the It's very spooky, wasn't very it? Very spooky. You may have recognised um, that sound world because it has all the hallmarks of a certain well-known theme tune to children's TV series called Picture Box, which was uh, one of the Granada sort of music for schools and colleges, you might remember. I do. This is from an ongoing series of reissues on a Finders Keepers imprint called Cacophonic. You might remember we played the track from the first release, which was a Jean-Jacques Perret EP. Everything since then has been... <laughs> bit more avant-garde it's amazing how this extremely avant-garde music made its way onto middle-brow british yes. tv for children know. isn't it? you know they were like now that seems like weird french people making sound sculptures that seems like the <laughs> ideal music to put on a children's tv of program naturally you spotted this on the album cover mc's kind of, i had noticed they described as sound sculpture musicians and crystallists Yes. <laughs> what are you? Are you a crystallist? A professional crystallist. It's a mixture of somebody that has emerged from a chrysalis <laughs> with a crystal. <laughs> Very strange. And before that, the extraterrestrial 8-bit dub sound of Disrupt mm. with Pueblo Rhythm yes. from Dub Matrix with Stereo Sound. Lovely stuff. And uh, now a surprise, uh, in as much as it comes from uh, the new latest uh, Wiretapper CD, <laughs> number 34. Uh-oh, danger. Normally, well, I have to say it's it's pretty much as as was always the case with the wire tapper CD. Challenging, challenging, for the, challenging for the most part. But the reason the reason I like to get my ears around it is there's, there's always one and occasionally two tracks on these CDs which are worth uh, passing to you, dear listener, through the portal of the moon base. They've accidentally they're accidentally good. They've made it. <laughs> yeah. Somehow they've, they've made it through. They've gone full circle. They're like if you visit an exclusive event and you have to show a little card or you have to be on the list. And you have to show, you have to go up to a man with a bow tie and an enormous <laughs> chest and explain yourself. To him. Yes. But yet, there's always some ruffian and rap scallion that whips around the side and gets in there, <laughs> helps himself to the volivons and the red wine. <laughs> we have a fine example of that. And that's Joe Devolas. Yes. Which, despite what you might think, is not an individual uh, called Joe. It's actually a six piece uh, band from Stockholm. Yeah, six men wearing shorts, or in <laughs> fact five men wearing shorts mm. and one man with trousers. Yes, like a real man and a beard and a beard and a nice uh, fedora. It looks like is and it a bow tie. Yeah, beautiful. And there's a lot of other. Well, there's three sets of khaki shorts, mm. and there's one disquietingly <laughs> snug pair of, I've just of had jean to, shorts. I've just had to look away from that. But if we if we don't actually look at them. I'm sure they're lovely people, but this photo is... It's like something from a terrifying family outing sometime in the early 70s. It is, yeah. but With a slight military feel as well. A little bit of Ain't Half Hot Mum. <laughs> you honourable lot! <laughs> but, uh, yes, this six-piece band called Joe de Volaz are about to release their first single, first thing from them at all, which is coming out in the form of a five-inch flexi-disc. <laughs> Hello. Which we... Yesteryear. <laughs> do you remember getting a flexi-disc in a, in a magazine? Yes, I do, yes. Yes, I remember those. Uh, and they, you had a great, always had a great deal of trouble actually persuading them to play without just kind of skittering around all over the place. You had to put them on top of a real record. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And then pay, maybe a piece of paper with a hole in it. <laughs> Yeah, and great maybe, fun. A, maybe a two p on the cartridge to hold it down. Oh, contentious yeah. slash professional. <laughs> yeah, but uh, they've released this delightful. Uh, I'm not sure. Why, maybe there was only the one side to it. It's a one sided plexi disc. Anyway, that's. A, I think they always they, only they are tend one-sided, to be. Yes, yeah. um, with a bit of the old Perry and Kingsley 
going on here. Definitely. Think. Uh, this it is... creeps up on you oh, yes. in a non-Perry and King, Kingsley style, and then it jumps in, swerves no, into Perry. Prepare yourselves. This is uh, Joe, the, perhaps the Joe de Volas with Pina Colada. Joe DeVolas with Pina Colada, mm. a forthcoming five-inch flexi-disc, yes. retro lovers. <laughs> you too can experience again the the, the the awkwardness of trying to make a flexi-disc work. But yeah, it's worth it with these charming oh, gents. Yes. If you banish the visual of them in <laughs> overly snug shorts, and yeah. then uh, then you can just enjoy the music, which was amazing. Obviously, something is going on over there in Stockholm. That's right. We've, we've, this is not this is a, a second example in recent months of some Swedish exotica yeah. of the New Age, which is, is great. great I music. don't know what they do in Sweden. Otherwise, they're, they're, they're obviously tidying up all the time if you've ever been there. <laughs> They must have a marvellous diet. And do you think they've accidentally uncovered some old synths and dusted them down and made a new record? Maybe a plastic palm tree and one of those, <laughs> like... Uh, Flamingos. Flam- 
I was just going to say flamingo. I was going to say plastic fl- flamingo. We spent, I spent too much time locked in the moon just with you, with nobody else to talk to. Yes, a flamingo. Indeed. They've discovered a plastic flamingo that you can stick in the lawn. Anyway, this is marvellous stuff. It Carry is. on. I hope to hear more from these gents. Well, yeah, so as soon as they actually, maybe, I don't know. Sure. As soon as they get some trousers. As soon as they get some trousers. As soon as they put some and, trousers uh, on. release an album, we'll just let you know, dear listener. And now it's time for us to enter the matrix of unnecessary news. The Vatican Library has begun digitising its priceless collection of ancient manuscripts dating from the origins of the church. (laughs) That's quite a long time ago. It's a while ago, isn't it? The first stage of the project will cover some 3,000 handwritten documents over the next four years. The cost, more than £12 million, will be borne by a Japanese NTT data technology company. It's an owner. <laughs> yes. Eventually, the library says it hopes to make available online its 82,000 manuscripts. I thought there'd be more, somehow. Yeah, that doesn't seem that many. They've been collecting, but maybe they're only going for the good stuff. It's not like the British Library, where every time somebody does a kind of bodice-ripping romance novel, they just buy a copy. feel obliged to buy a copy, yeah. They're only going for quality. The manuscripts that have been digitised extend from pre-Columbian America to China and Japan and the Far East, passing through all languages and cultures that have marked the culture of Europe, said Vatican librarian Monsignor Jean-Louis Bruges. The 3,000 documents to be scanned digitally over the next four years include copies of works of classical Greek and Latin literature and medieval and Renaissance illuminated manuscripts. So right, they're not doing any romance novels or anything. <laughs> no, no bodice rippers in there. A library founded by a 15th century pope. It's not very specific, isn't it? You'd think they'd know who started it. You know what? Let's keep some of these books, said Pope. What's his name? <laughs> Also contains important works of mathematics and science, law and medicine from the earliest times up to the present day. And the long-term aim is to stop Dan Brown from writing another book. (laughs) So that's good. I can support that. A man ripped off by a gumtree seller. That's a website where you can sell things. Mm. Uh, Seller has sought his revenge by texting the fraudster the entire works of Shakespeare. (laughs) Ed Joseph, 24, was furious when he bought a PS3 games console on Gumtree for £80 and the vendor failed to deliver the goods. Well, that was never going to happen, was it? (laughs) So he decided to take his revenge by texting the entire works of the Bard to his nemesis all 30,000 words. I thought there'd be more. (laughs) Mr Joseph discovered he could simply copy the words from the internet. Oh, the internet. The internet. And paste them into a text message without it costing him a penny on his particular phone package. Oh, very good. He recognised his adversary's phone will have been constantly beeping for nearly a full week by the time he's received all of them. <laughs> Mr Joseph said, I was trying to think of ways of being more in the position of power because I felt so helpless about it. He bought the console and bundled games from a seller two weeks ago via direct bank transfer, giving him no protection when the seller failed to send the goods or provide a refund. He complained to the police, who said his chances of catching the crook were slim, and to Gumtree, who said bank transfers were against their terms of conditions. <laughs> so he started sending the plays on Thursday and throughout the weekend, often at night, to cause maximum disruption. I got the first reply after an hour, he said, and a few more abusive messages after that. His phone must have been going off pretty much constantly for hours, but... Recently, he has taken to calling me and giving me abuse on the phone. I tried to ask him if he was enjoying the plays, but he seemed very confused. (laughs) I'm not a literary student, nor an avid fan of Shakespeare, but I've got a new appreciation, you could say, especially for the long ones. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) 
That's kind of yeah, a difficult one because on the one hand I admire the uh, inventiveness of that idea, but then as you say, if you're going to be silly enough to <laughs> expect to but get a PS3 for eighty quid, well, if something is sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Yes. And also, stop using Shakespeare as a weapon. <laughs> Seriously, come on. And finally, cocaine-filled condoms intercepted en route to the Vatican. German customs officers discovered 14 cocaine-filled condoms in a package marked for delivery to the Vatican. The condoms contained 340 grams of liquid cocaine, valued at around $55,000. The parcel was addressed to the main post office centre in the Vatican and was mailed from somewhere in South America. <laughs> After German officials found out what was in the package, they attempted to set up a sting operation to help the Vatican police to catch the intended recipient. But no one ever claimed the drug-filled <laughs> piece of mail. Authorities believe the person may have been tipped off about the sting. Well, at least it's nice to hear the Vatican's doing something about encouraging the use of condoms, isn't it? <laughs> That's right. You have been used. <laughs> Methanethiol. Uh, thank you, Mr. Conan. Thank you, sir. For a very prophylactic selection of news stories. There'll be more on next week's show.
That was the heavenly sound of Japanese steel guitar player Setsuo Ohashi and a lovely named band, the Honey Islanders. Some extraordinary steel guitar work there. That was, of course, Taboo. You can get that on an album called Shiawase Wakokoni. It's a double album and it's essentially an album of traditional Japanese tunes done on steel guitar. And then for some reason, Setsuo Ohashi took it upon himself to try and popularize the sounds of Hawaii within Japan after the Second World War. So there's a whole album of uh, Hawaiian covers, and also, I should tease and tempt you, dear listen, there's also a cover of Caravan in there mm, as well. So we'll stay be, tuned. We'll be hearing that on a future show, but yeah, absolutely amazing. I don't know much more about Setsuo Ohashi and his Honey Islanders, but if anyone out there does, please do let us know. We'll try and do a bit more research from this end as well. He's clearly an enigma. Yes, he's rather dapper-looking gentleman, though. He is. It looks a bit like a kind of well-turned-out salary man, but with an exuberant tie. <laughs> But that was amazing, it was wasn't it? It was very precise, mm. but then with a crazy, a bit of exuberance. A bit of crazy steel guitar uh, stroking. Because I didn't know. quite know what I was listening to initially. <laughs> and then he's... Because no. he seems to be a bit of chopstick action in there as well, doesn't there? <laughs> he's playing the strings with Let's something anyway. Let's not start filling the bowl with rice just yet. <laughs> Come now. <laughs> Extraordinary. Yes. I definitely want to hear more oh, of... Oh, we, uh, we will. Setsuo. Mm if I may call him that. A new uh, compilation that's come out from the wonderful Dutch label Basta, who have released some great stuff over the years, including that extraordinary Manhattan Music Project compilation of Raymond Scott's recordings, have um, commissioned a sort of Raymond Scott remix project called Raymond Scott Rewired, and they've recruited uh, three individuals operating under the name, respectively, of the Brand Flakes, the Evolution Control Committee, and Go Home Productions. Some of those names may well be familiar to you if you've been listening to the show for a while. And they were given access to the Raymond Scott archives, uh, some stuff that has not been heard or released before, so they've had a good old play around with some of those recordings. And the result is a 19-track album. Well, they basically take it in turns to do a remix, and then at the very end they get together to do a sensational version of probably Raymond Scott's most famous tune, Powerhouse, which we will hear shortly. It's well worth having, and there'll be a link on projectmembest.com if you would like to own a copy for yourself. So this is all three of the above-mentioned artists with their rewired version of Powerhouse.
That was the Bran Flakes, the Evolution Control Committee, and Go Home Productions with their reworking of Raymond Scott's Powerhouse from the new Raymond Scott Rewired album. Cartoony. It was very good, yeah. Raymond Scott's already pretty crazy. Then they kind of crazed it up again. Crazed it up again, yeah. Very good. I did hear a few years ago that I'm sure Dana Countryman, I'm sure when I was last speaking to Dana Countryman, mm. that he said that him and Jean Jacques were working on a Raymond Scott remix for a Japanese project, but um, that doesn't seem to have surfaced yet. Hopefully that project's still going on. Right. We are going to leave you this week by playing another track from this brilliant new compilation of detective music gathered from across some great library music labels by Soul Jazz Records for its compilation called Inner City Beat. This is a Belgian pianist by the name of Francis Copiete. Apparently he played on quite a few of the KPM sessions that were recorded uh, across Europe. This, if you're interested, dear listener, was recorded in Cologne and also features Shake Keen on the trumpet too. Originally from the KPM album Piano Vibrations, this particular track you can also get on the Music for Dance Floors KPM collection if you so wish on Strut Records, but as I say, uh, we would heartily encourage you to buy this new Inner City Beat compilation. I have been a DJ Bongo Boy. Hope you've enjoyed playing some non-electronic instruments on this week's show. I have been MC Zirconium, and I hope you enjoyed spinning the moon ball. <laughs> Until next week, dear listener. Goodbye. Uh, like oh, very well. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you came around. Lovely it's week. Marvelous look forward time. to seeing you next we'll weekend. Come back again. And do if you please want, listen to next week's show. Don't do not do not
guys are so grey around my neighbourhood and that's no good. You're only misleading the sunshine I'm needing, ain't that a shame? It's so hard to keep up with the troubles that creep up. From nowhere when love's to blame, so will wind blow away. Next time on Project Moon Dice, I need wind. Mm -hmm.